NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. In cities around the U.S., there are big plans for new public transit. California's dreaming of high-speed rail, Austin's planning for a light rail system, and Seattle is extending its bus and train lines. And there is one thing that American public transit projects like these have in common. Super high construction costs. And not just a little bit more expensive. As an example, one recent subway project in Manhattan was 10 times more expensive than in countries like Sweden or Italy. So the other day, I went to that really pricey subway project, 96th Street Station on 2nd Avenue, to figure out what was behind these soaring price tags. I waited for New York University professor Eric Goldwyn at the subway station. Eric and his co-authors recently released a big report comparing different countries' approaches to building transit. Eric, how's it going? Good, good, good. Eric arrived, of course, by subway. We're going to have a great time touring, I guess, what, this must be like the Sistine Chapel for urbanists. Yeah, something like that. How much does the station roughly cost? $837 million. All right, well, let's figure out why it's so expensive. Let's go for a tour. All right, let's do it. Today on the show, what a New York subway station tells us about why American transit costs are so high. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at eTrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Now more than ever, your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, all tailored to your short and long-term goals. Backed by the strength and stability of a top 10 commercial bank, their dedicated experts work with you to build lasting success. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial, a member FDIC. When you think about the cost of transit, the station design is critical. Eric Goldwyn talks about the case of the 2nd Avenue subway extension in New York. It's this series of three extra subway stations along the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and it opened in 2017. There, nearly 80% of the construction costs were from building the stations, not from the train tracks or the tunnels built for the subway lines themselves. In fact, station design is one big explanation Eric found for high costs. So Eric and I went up to the station's underground mezzanine. What you see that they've done here is that there are no columns providing support. It's one big cavern, right? So that means the volume of this station is much larger. And how long is it? 1,600 feet. Okay, so quick bit of math, 1,600 feet, 800 million. Yes. That means every two feet... That's a million dollars right there. There you go. It's an expensive piece of infrastructure. But the full size of the subway station wasn't apparent just from walking around the public area. And then you can see all these doors right over here. Let's, what does that door yeah. say over there? 
So that's the scrubber room. And then another service space over there, right? It, it honestly just looks like part of the wall, yeah. um, but you're saying there are secrets behind that wall. That's what I'm saying. Nothing is sort of as it seems at the surface, right? There's a lot more going on than what you see when you swipe into these subway stations. All this back-end room for lockers and offices and storage added size to the subway station. It also added cost. And another clue to the high costs of this subway station came when we took the escalators up to the street and we saw this plaque built into the entrance. It was commemorating the station's opening and, like the credits before a movie, it had a list of its designers and architects, consultants and construction companies. So we have the contractors, E.E. Cruz and Tully Construction, And the labor costs in all of these companies pumps up the construction price tag. And that's the second big reason driving up costs. And then Skanska, Schiavone, Shea, it was a joint... Eric says that the U.S. has a tendency to outsource a lot more of the basic design work. These consultants boost white-collar labor costs. And this practice is in contrast to many European countries. But doing sort of preliminary engineering, early planning work... That is work that, that we think a transit agency should be capable of doing on its own. Now, Eric is quick to point out that having a list of companies doing the construction is normal around the world. Contracting with private construction crews, contracting expert engineering firms for those super-specialized skills underground, totally normal. But Eric argues that when public agencies have more engineers and designers employed on staff, not only are hourly wages cheaper, but the public agencies can keep a check on designs and plans, and they've got more knowledge of, say, the soil type, and that reduces expensive surprises later in the process. And on the blue-collar side of things, Eric says that he found that the Second Avenue subway extension tended to use more construction workers. Now, of course, wages are just generally higher in New York than in most other places in the world. But that doesn't explain the vast gulf between New York and even other relatively wealthy places like Stockholm. And now that we're at street level, we cross the road to a nearby empty lot. We go to an area that, to Eric, represents the third major driver of costs, a lack of coordination between government agencies. So this is the playground. The agency in charge of building the subway, the MTA, had to negotiate and pay the New York City Parks Department $11 million for this playground area. Now, they did need to destroy it to make room for storing all their construction equipment. And everything yeah, they here. Tractors, they put their diggers, right? You probably had uh, what's known as a hog house or a place for workers to go. And so it had all of this space that is still pretty derelict. To an outside observer, what happened might seem odd. Like you might be thinking, this is one part of the city government negotiating and extracting a deal with another. What's the point? And Eric says when he spoke to people abroad about this, it completely broke their brains. They could not comprehend what we were talking about. They're like, what do you mean that the MTA has to pay the city of New York? Like, why would they do that? It's all the same. And I would say, no, it's not all the same in the eyes of these different sort of jurisdictions and these different municipal agencies. They all have their own budgets and sets of issues that they're trying to satisfy. And in this case, the MTA is actually an entity created by the state, not the city. Eric says the situation of fragmented jurisdictions is especially strong in the U.S., and it contributes to various interest groups holding up work. 
And it's not just government departments. There is always a point for some organization or a utilities company or a neighborhood group to hold up construction, and that causes costly delays. And finally, that brings us to an approach to building that's common in America. Transit builders plan projects in a way that try to annoy as few people as possible. Like subway stations along this line were built by drilling really deep into the ground as opposed to shutting down the street for months and digging from the top. And drilling is expensive. I think the public is completely unaware of it. And I think our elected officials, they know what's going on, but no one is holding them to account over these types of issues. So we decided to call on up Carolyn Maloney. She's a former congresswoman who represented this area. It absolutely was an issue. Carolyn Maloney was a huge champion of the subway extension. And one of the reasons it was built is that I worked on it every single day to put the pieces together. She says that part of her role was unifying all kinds of disparate interest groups to support the project. You've got to get the community behind it. The community boards had to pass resolutions supporting it. You had to get labor behind it. The chairman of the transportation committees, you had to get all of the interest groups behind it. And our expert Eric agrees that the kind of championing that Carolyn did, you know, bashing heads together, building and sustaining alliance, this kind of work is critical in the kind of environment that we have in the U.S. where there are so many veto points. All I can say is we finally got it built. That's the bottom line. I don't care how much it costs. It was vital for the economic interest of New York City. The trouble with not scrutinizing these price tags, though, Eric says, is that you end up with less transit getting built. And that's not the future that Eric or Carolyn want. Well, thanks so much for the tour of the 96th Street, 2nd Avenue station. Sure, thank you. What better person to kind of guide me through this very, very expensive subway station? Happy to be the Virgil to your Dante. Well, I'm going to take the subway yeah, back I, home. I am, I am too. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges and engineered by Robert Rodriguez. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Viet Le is our senior producer, and Kate Kincannon edits the show. The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.